Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Uh, I'm Moshe Kasher and we have a major announcement to make. I have been um, replaced uh, both as the co-host of this podcast and as Natasha's husband. No, I don't have a new husband. By the recurring guest. That's our, not what I was promised. Our friend and neighbor, the one and only Nick Thune. Hey. Hey, Nick. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Oh, we're good. You know, just kind of like living it up over here. Nick, we thought we'd have you on um, for one specific reason. Uh, well, two reasons. We love you. And, and <laughs> Is you've there been a confrontation all of a sudden? Well, it's just that you are, we've done the vectoring and for our, our COVID infection Oh and, yeah, and you are the vector. You are, the or we are the vector to him. No, I'm we not. all gave each other COVID. There's no way. Look at Nick and tell me who gave who COVID. It's obvious. <laughs> okay, that's that's discrimination because I might look like a guy that brings COVID around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I'm how much is it more me? Than that. You it are more. Me. I'm not saying you aren't more than that. I'm saying you are that. Yeah. I wear a KN95 Listen, mask. I took responsibility. I picked up Natasha at the airport. That's true. You know, I'm going out of my way. Let me tell you, Nick, that this is a, a, a wrinkle. <laughs> that's up. actually, that's husband stuff. Yeah. No, no and doubt. then Moshe asked me the next day to pick him up at the airport, and I said no. And she sent a car. I'm surprised you didn't ask me to get you. <laughs> well, I thought about it, but then I thought that was a bridge too far. But straight up, it was It, added it was more responsible to have a friend with COVID who gave you COVID p- pick you up at the airport than infect someone. Well, then why did you send a driver? Well, I I was already positive. I mean, I was already negative by the time I flew I'll tell back. you what's what's great, though, is if you are picking somebody up from the airport that whole day, you can just t- mention it to people like, oh, and I'm, <laughs> later I'm getting my friend from the airport. And they're like, and really? Can, yeah. Wow. What a no. good guy. You are a, a LAX? 
That was the the, the sticking here. I, I do want to say to the to the listeners, I was testing negative, and we did tell the driver about my status, and he was he was yes, but but also most importantly, per my suggestion, actually, is that oh you suggested to tell the driver? Yeah, yeah. Nick picked me up at Burbank. You wanted me to pick you up at LAX. That's so, a that's something I will not do. For all the out of state listeners, I know this is some compelling airport talk, but Burbank <laughs> is the one where your friends will actually pick you up at. Yeah. Fly Burbank. It's the Bob Hope Airport. That's right. It's Get a the, ride with a friend. He was he's our progenitor. He is one of our our towering figures in our uh, in our comedian's landscape. I hope someday I get an airport. The Nick Thune Airport, where would it be? <sighs> God, I mean I'm open to cities right now if anybody wants to reach out, but I Palm Springs I, all I, the way. Hopefully in the northwest somewhere. You want to be have the Palm Springs Airport named after you? Yes. After Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe, Humphrey Bogart, Al Capone, all moonlighted in Palm Springs, you think at this stage in your career it's possible you you will eclipse all of them? And I don't know if I'll eclipse them. <clears throat> but you think you might get that airport named after you? Possibly. I would have my, my airport would probably be in like a small Israeli village. Mm, the Moshe Kasher airport. Yeah, mm. and it would be an accident. They wouldn't be talking about me. They would just be calling it some Jewish shit. Natty Legs International Airport. I like that. Out of Vegas. Oh, it's Vegas now. Or not Vegas, I'm sorry, Palm Springs. Okay. I'd have I'd I'd call my airport 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 mode. You know, like airplane mode, like everybody. <laughs> sure. Everybody comes in. That's a great bit. And I feel like if you pitch just that, you will get an airport named after yeah. you. I'm on straight airport mode right now. <laughs> Wait, your phone's off? Nope. Just nope. mentally. I flew in the airport mode. Natasha, what's up? Oh, nothing. I was just wondering, this is a new configuration. Yeah. How does it feel physically? Um, It feels very cramped. It is cramped, but we just thought... Do you feel cramped? Well, just because... Well, you're big, too. You're and then a big COVID... You have me sunken in this... <clears throat> you're a big COVID-infected man. <laughs> he does not have COVID anymore. Nor do we. Nor do we. We got it from him, ergo... We're, we're healthy. You know, I got a lot of uh, DMs, a lot of DMs um, about COVID mm-hmm. with a lot of fantastically unsolicited advice. People saying, like, I'm glad you got it because uh, you're, the degree to which you were pay- you were worried about it was becoming a little concerning. That's Wh- true, though. Why? Why? Why is anything that I do concerning to you, fair listener? Why? What, what, what? I mean, I've seen the whole gambit of you at the beginning of the pandemic till now. Right. At the beginning of the pandemic. We were together ground zero. I mean, you and I took those flights together. That's right. The final <laughs> the final show. She canceled the show because she was like, this COVID thing seems real. This is a good bookend, you actually. You guys thought it was fake news. That is funny. This, no, he <laughs> thought it was fake news. No, he didn't. This is a good bookend, actually. The, the, the final shows that we did before the pandemic hit was together. And Natasha, it was supposed to be me and Natasha and you... You declined, and Nick became you. So at that point, you were my I wife. I stepped in. I did all our material. Yeah, and, you, and you, we, second, sh- we shared a bed. We did share a bed. The best part of that story. <laughs> the best part of that. You guys shared a bed, really? Did we? No, we had our own beds, didn't we? I don't. I mean, I. I don't I feel know. like we we wouldn't have stood for that. I feel like there's no way we would have accepted that. <laughs> we well, we had our own room. It I was mean, North Dakota. We were in a room. We shared a room. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Well, the worst part about that story is that. Um, uh yes 
as soon as I got back on the road, I got COVID. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Your first trip <laughs> no, back. This was a perfect bookend. <laughs> At the beginning of the pandemic, Natasha and I were supposed to do a, a big, a huge tour, the Royal Family Tour. And we canceled every single gig except one. Uh, I didn't cancel and you canceled it and Nick became you. Then you lived through three years of fear and and terror and uh, quarantine and sheltering in place. And actually Nick became like a big a part of our little bubble. Nick and your, you and your kid became like part of our extended family. Yeah. And then finally, everything seems like it's calming down. And we, Natasha and I finally book our first gig out of town as uh, the Natasha Legero Moshe Kasher show, the, the thing that started this podcast and our Netflix special. We we're going to go do that show. We fly to Austin. We do one show. It was great, too. It was a great show. Natasha killed. And then it all gets shut down. Why? Because of Nick Thune. No. Because, <laughs> because of Nick Thune. He, you have played. He PCR tested and so did I. And Thank you said, guys so much. You've played like a Kaiser Sose kind of like <laughs> pandemic character for I've us. I've been reading off your wall this whole time. <laughs> I mean, we knew he was going to give it to us eventually. <laughs> it took I mean, two and a half years. That's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, I just remember the back a back a back a back a days. That was what was my line. Tell him about that. Well, this is anytime. This was we went to like we went to national parks like we were camping and anytime but that not my wanting son, the kids to touch yeah, anytime that my son got anywhere near anyone in that family Moshe from wherever he was at we would just hear back 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 I wasn't trying to say back I was trying to say back 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 he's saying back up yeah oh back up back up back up back up back up that's right back up 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 but that was so stressful because it's like you want your kid to be having fun in the wilderness, but at the same time you're like, no, no, don't, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't, don't, stop it, stop it, stop it. Like natural things, not jumping off a cliff. Like you can't touch a, another person. And both our kids had COVID too this last We Maybe, you know, we gave it to them. The timeline doesn't really work because our kid got sick like three days three after days me. After Natasha and I got sick the day after that. So, so and she, you did get sick first. Mm -hmm. And there's no question about the fact that Natasha infected I didn't our child. Test first, though. <laughs> Just to, to clarify, Natasha 100% infected our child. Which, Moshe. as a as a father, I wouldn't have done. That was not something I would have done. So you're thinking that she also infected you, or do you think your daughter infected you? At that point, it was all the women in my life. You know, yeah. no, I mean? it gets staggered. So it was like uh -huh. me, then two days later. The kid, and then two days. I was and like, "What was her response? Wasn't didn't she have like a really funny response?" Oh, that's to having right. It? She got sick, and she was pretty sick the the first night. When she got sick, the next morning we tested her, and she had a positive test, and she started dancing, and she said, "Yay, I'm sick like mommy." That was pretty. But cute, she's you know? four and not vaccinated, so you know you just get scared. But she was fine. And did she, has she ever said why she didn't want to do the vax? <laughs> well, she just has some questions. She's th she's not anti-vax. Uh -huh. She said that she's she not does not like Fauci. She's not well. She doesn't love Fauci, and she's not anti-vax. She's just she thinks it was rushed. Um, yeah, that's all. You know, it's an excuse. She calls it the I mean, experimental. Um, Chinese virus vaccine. Is she referencing like how long the polio vaccine took? Yeah, she, talk, she talks yeah. a lot about Salk. That's <laughs> kind of her sweet spot, actually. Um, what was I? Oh, I was. That's what I was gonna say. It's 
it now in retrospect, thinking about screaming at two kids to back up off of each other seems a little bit silly. But we didn't have testing then, we, though. Everybody was filled with fear. It was a scary time. Also, w- the funny thing was, is it affected them zero? Like anytime Towns well, they, heard that, it was just like, I don't know. Fuck this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do what I want. I it, feel like our kid <laughs> back, backed back, up. Back, 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 back. Yeah, they backed up and then they'd reconnect. It was truly a. Yeah, then at one point they're in a like a. What was that? They were like in a bed together. Oh, a hammock. Yeah. They were laying in a hammock together at Zion National Park. And I couldn't Park. enjoy it. I was just like, you know, stressed the entire time. Well, that's the thing about these commenters that really get to me. Not like they don't bother me. I mean, they bother me. But the thing that really gets to me is everybody assumes that everybody else should be privy to the exact same uh, information and mindset as them. Like the whole pandemic was the theme of the pandemic was everybody that's more careful than me is paranoid and everybody that's less paranoid than me is reckless that's like everybody thinks they're the ones the keeper of the information but it's like nobody knows shit nobody knew anything also i like how he thinks he's just like the middle guy i am i'm so reasonable (laughs) wait now how do you see him do you see him more extreme or more lax in the beginning in the beginning i i thought you were more extreme well, there was one night when uh, when somebody te- forwarded me a text message that had been forwarded to him from Larry David's agents saying that they were about to declare martial law. Literally, it said, this comes from Larry David's agents, so it's on good authority. They're about to declare on martial law. good authority. <laughs> about to declare martial law. Yeah. And I remember taking my RV out in the middle of the night, like in shorts and flip-flops, surgical gloves and a kn95 mask and going and get and getting gas in case martial law was about to be declared yeah. that, that was the low point i would say yeah those were the gas station days where we <laughs> <laughs> the gas station days look like absolute idiots at gas stations yeah uh, anyway um well what do you think we got we got the infector here why don't we uh-huh. infect our listeners with some good advice let's do it all right Factor. Sorry, now you guys have me paranoid that his truck's not going to fit. His f- you his, should be paranoid about that. It's going to fit. Hopefully, it'll be good. It's just I've got. I gave him another system. idea while we were out there too, but it's a bad idea. What he yep. said, I could pull the truck right in and just park it, and it's true, and it would be very easy, but it would also make that entire space completely unlivable. For for whoever's staying in that apartment, they would just be they'd open their door to an RV. It would be very mm-hmm. annoying. Okay. All right. Okay, we're going to call Amala in Chapel Hill. Well, hold North on. Carolina. Before we connect, you're sitting here while we're podcasting thinking about the turning radius of my RV? Because it's... Uh, if it, That's I, love. <laughs> it's no. Love for a, for the it's love until it's maybe. divorce. If I, mean, I like <laughs> make that structure and they have to demolish it and it was like really expensive, that would be horrifying. Uh, yeah. We we anyway we'll talk about it later. But we poured that whole thing specifically so I could pull my RV in and out of it. I know. I mean, I I, I just want to note that what your one dog that I've, I've never really liked or gotten along with, Pablo, is all over me right now. Well, he does have emotional issues, but also he is on some cough syrup right now. So yeah. He, he's, yeah, he's on like codeine. You know how when a rapper does a lot of codeine, you can cuddle <laughs> with them. <laughs> It's kind of a situation <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. You can see he's got syrup like all the way down. Like <laughs> they turn cake. into such cuddlers. Yeah, yeah. Little Wayne. Little Wayne loves to cuddle. Oh my god. Hey Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, as the proud father of three geriatric dogs, two of which are on the door of death, 
I wish there was a way to be able to get veterinary care without having to go to a veterinary office. Well, there is, and it's fuzzy. Fuzzy is a telehealth service for pet parents that offers 24-7 access to personalized pet care from veterinary professionals. Dude, I should have used Fuzzy today. Pablo is literally not eating and making a weird Mr. Ed chewing thing with his mouth. I wish I'd called Fuzzy. Why is he doing that? I don't He's know. He's doing it right I now. Don't know. Wait, honey, let's call Fuzzy now. They That's gave us a the trial. the problem with veterinary medicine. It's so inconvenient and so difficult, and Fuzzy has made it all easy. From everyday questions to middle-of-the-night emergencies, Fuzzy has the answers pet parents need through the live chat and virtual vet consultations available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Fuzzy can answer your pet questions, big and small, urgent and everyday. And right now, Fuzzy is offering to our listeners a free seven-day trial membership. Go to yourfuzzy.com slash honeymoon today to sign up. That's a free seven-day trial and access to exclusive membership discounts on pet meds, supplements, food, and more at y-o-u-r-f-u-double-z-y.com slash honeymoon. Again, yourfuzzy.com slash honeymoon for your free trial of Fuzzy with access to 24-7 personalized pet care and vet-recommended products. Okay, so now we're going to call Amala in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Amala. Hi. How are you? Hi, Amala. I'm good. How are you guys? It's Natasha, Moshe, and our good friend Nick Thune. He also gave us COVID. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, shoot. I mean, it was a gift and I didn't, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't give us COVID tonight. We're we're healthy now. Mm -hmm. Right. So you don't have to worry about this call. We can't infect you. Well, that's good. How can we help? (laughs) Um, Okay. So I have a really simple question. Um, So I've been single for a couple years now. And before then I was usually like, I was usually dating. um, So I hadn't really noticed, but I noticed that like friends and family are always asking like, why are you single? And like, how are you still single? And like, why haven't you met someone? And it's like, I guess my question is, how do you respond to these types of questions? Like if there were long stretches of time when you were single back in the day, like, I don't know. I just, I honestly don't know what to say. You want your family to get off your back. Yeah. Or friends too. Like friends who are like, you know, partnered and married. This reminds me of a story. They're, they're miserable. And they're like, why can't, why don't, why aren't you miserable like us? (laughs) Have you ever thought about it? You'd love being miserable. (laughs) Maybe, maybe that's what it is. This reminds me of a story. My cousin, Jews are like this. Jews are very like this. Just so you know, like in the religious Jewish community, it's like so regular to like bother people of like your age, basically. Mm. Like, you know, they, they start like in the, why they go new that's the word new soon by you when are you gonna get married and they were do they would do my cousin was in this band this religious jewish band um that would play a lot of weddings so constantly people were coming up to him going new so soon by you so that means like they're at the wedding and he's saying soon by you like you're gonna be that guy that's the groom soon this went on and on and on again and again until finally one day at one wedding, this guy comes up to my cousin and goes, New, so, soon. It's like a Hasidic Jew saying it to my cousin. New, so, soon by you. And my cousin goes, fuck you. And he goes, what? He goes, fuck you. And like walked away. So maybe you could try that. You, could, you should just say, fuck you. I wish you would have said, fuck by you. 
Fuck by you. Fuck by you. What? <laughs> yeah. You I, you you be oh you just want like a response. I have like, a hard. I have a. I, I mean, they're yeah. they're doing this out of honest jealousy and and, and it. Be, uh, yeah, I think so. That's because good. because you you probably seem happy, you know. So being happy. Maybe it, when people say that, like, why aren't you with somebody? You just be like, I don't know. I'm just really happy right now, and maybe I'll meet somebody. I don't know. Well, I'm let not- me let me ask you, Amala. Are you are you looking for someone? Are you sick of being single? I feel like the answer never satisfies people, which is I just haven't one. I haven't really met anyone yet Two, I'm like trying to finish school and probably going to move in like six months. Like just it's not good time. And I don't know. I feel like when you also when you tell people that you're really happy, like when you when you're like, I'm really happy, people just don't believe that. So I don't I don't even bother. I'm just going to be happy. I think that you're just trying to get to the next stage of your career and you're not really in your life and you're not really focused on that right now, you know, and I think that that's sometimes you need to take that energy for yourself and your life and your career, especially if you're changing directions or moving, you know, you need all the energy you can have for yourself. So you could also say, like, I've got herpes and I want to I'm waiting to meet (laughs) the right guy that has herpes, too. Yeah, I need. And it's hard to find the right guy with herpes. Herpes me has been it's been difficult. (laughs) I I, or you could say another one could be I would love to find somebody, but I'm just so busy fucking right now. I'm trying to fuck my way through. What was it? South Carolina? Is that where you are? <laughs> North Carolina. I'm very to different. Fuck my way yeah. through North Carolina right now. And when I'm done with that, uh-huh. when I finally feel satisfied, and eventually they're going to walk away because they're not going to want to hear this anymore. Uh-huh. No, that's exactly what I need. I think what I need is like a comedic response. Well, here's to, one to that, like shut down the conversation. Here's one yeah. that's not as brutal as you saying that you've been fucking half of Charlotte. What if you said, you know, I've been really busy minding my own business. Mm-hmm. That's I just, pretty saucy. I can't find a partner because I've just been really busy kind of minding my own business and it's been taking up a lot of my time. Oh, here's wow. one. Here's one. Yeah. Uh, why can't you find a man? Oh, he's coming. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And ask me, ask me, like, pretend like I'm her. Okay. Uh, Amala, why are you still single? God, I hadn't even thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) That is, yeah. Why am I? (laughs) That is funny. That's actually pretty funny. Nick's is the least, is the the least harsh one. I haven't even thought about that. Do you, who, who do you know? Mm-hmm. Well, don't say that because then they might actually set you up. No, but that's actually my usual response. I'm like, well, if you know anyone, let right. let me know because it's, you know. Yeah. And by, by the way, don't let me know. You should say that. If you know anybody, please don't let me know about it. But also, <laughs> additionally, Amala, if all of your friends are, are getting married and having kids and you don't have anything in common with them anymore, like you might want to you know, open your social circle a little bit to people who are like at the same young, wild and free. Yeah. People who want to like, or maybe, you know, you're about to embark on a big move. Like, you know, you got, you're going to make new friends. You can just start saying you're asexual or you could say, um, that'd be, that'd be good. But then that, that definitely is going to open up a conversation. I mean, that there's no asexual in history that's ever come out to, to like, Oh, okay, cool. It's always like, What? Yeah, wait, you don't love dick? Soon by you. <laughs> um, okay, Amala, how about this? They say that to you and you say, oh, you know what? I decided not to do that. 
But that te- that requires oh a follow up question. Okay, well, what's the best? I want to find the the shutdown. I think minding my own business would actually shut everything down. But you don't want to say that to your aunt, right? Mm-hmm. No, and I also, I mean, I feel like the herpes that would really do it. But I also don't want to say that to like my aunt. Why? Why don't you want to say that to your aunt? That feels like straight up down yeah. the middle aunt conversation. She doesn't know what type yeah, of herpes you're talking question. about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what, Tosh, what do you think? I mean, I just think deal with her. Just say that, honestly, I've got a great vibrator. And mm-hmm. auntie, I- I'm selfish. <laughs> yeah. I'm a selfish lover. Um, you could say, okay, let's see. You could say. You have to experiment. Yeah. yeah. You try a few. Yeah. yeah we're, trying to, we're trying to give her a bunch so she'll have some yeah. weaponry <laughs> in her pocket. So, Amala, why, why are you still single? Define what, single. Right. Oh, that'd be good. Define single. That's <laughs> really good. What do you mean by single exactly? Be, the more cryptic you can be, the better. Just think, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Just, just mysterious. Think, oh, yes. That's exactly. good. What if she says, oh, I don't know if I am. Exactly. Like make it into a oh. Zen co- koan. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Fake boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually not a bad idea for me right now, too. What to say? I don't know if I am single. Yeah. What if you say, Amala, what if you say, I'm trying really hard, but they just really don't like me. <laughs> but what if it's true? No, it can't what be true. What if they believe me? They won't believe you. You're charming. <laughs> they'll, they'll walk away. Like, I'm, I'm actively really trying to be single right now, not for any purpose besides being better. So, I mean, Is that a pitch or is that true for you? That's, I mean, that's what I want. You know, that's what I want. I have a hard time doing it. Amala, I think Nick, by confessing his emotional reality to you, just gave you the best answer possible. I'm actively really trying to be single right now. That's a good answer. You can lie. That was probably true for the first year and a half. I don't know if like, you know, two and a half years in, if if that's You want to meet someone. You want to meet someone. You want to be honest. No, uh, I guess I don't want to be honest. So you, yeah, maybe I'll, I could, I could try that. Do you want to shut these people down or do you want to yeah. tell the truth? You want to burn them? You want to take them down? I mean, cause here's oh, how you definitely. really shut them. You really want to know how you really shut them down? Honestly, I don't like talking about my love life. Yeah, that's honestly, that's what I want to say. I, and I don't understand Practice why saying people it. love these questions. Practice saying it and, 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 f- and then don't say anything else and just feel the silence. Yeah, <laughs> and then change that. the subject. Yeah, it's funny too, though that that that's such a uh, a common thing to be like. So why are you single and have you been, why aren't you seeing somebody? And it's like, so do you think that you know, like with people that are together, like so, have you thought about how codependent you are at all? And like what what like have you thought about maybe having space or like doing your own thing? And yeah, yeah the invasiveness of it is wild. Like, why doesn't anybody come up to a married couple and go like, so why are you guys still together? Have you yeah. thought about divorce at all? Wait, is I have a question. Yeah, is, it must be very hard to be married and not be codependent. Do you feel like we're codependent with one another? Well, I mean, no, not in a bad way, but aren't we like dependent on each other for like our well, life to work? There's a difference between dependent yeah. and codependent, right? I guess I don't know what codependent means. I mean, I feel like codependence is putting the needs of another person ahead of the needs of yourself constantly and always. Oh, like being a mother? Yeah, that's a pretty codependent relationship. But also, no, it's it's the another part of it is needing that person to 
like to make me feel better. Right. The, like, the, the, I need you to make me feel not depressed. But I do. We help each other in that respect. Amala, stand by. Okay, we're going to work <laughs> some stuff out. <laughs> yeah, but you Natasha, should be able to I think the word you're out. looking for is interdependence. Ooh. Yeah. Interdependence. Amala, what do you do for work? Do you want to say? You don't have um, to say. I'm, I am a PhD student, so I'm like a researcher. What are you studying? I study plant biology. Whoa, we got a smarty pants on the line. I you, think that's called interdependence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I think we were talking about flowers. We're talking about people, okay? Yeah, I know a little something about photosynthesis, and uh, that's about all I got for plant biology. No, I, but- I actually drank chlorophyll today. Did you really? Yeah. Is that good for you, Amala? I have no idea. Okay. I don't, you don't ask me. I don't study that particular Oof. thing. Let's kind of shut you down, dude. Well, I think that you should explore being, you know, in this field and being smart and like, you know, having these opportunities and having a capacity for biology. Is that what you said? Dude, mm-hmm. I there's mean, your answer. I don't have a capacity. Like, that's like special. I think that you should follow that and then th- the rest will come. Amala. They know what I'm gonna get. Take a guess. None of your friends or family really understand your research. Is that but is that about right? Oh, hundred percent. And I don't. Dude. I don't. Tr- tr- I don't really talk about it much. Either. You need to start bringing it up when they b- <laughs> ask you why you're single. You say it's actually very complicated when you're a plant biologist at the level that I'm at. Romance isn't really possible because of the because of the f- strong bonds that you form with the plants. Some of them are nearly <laughs> romantic, and there's not space. They get jealous. And there's not really space for a partner in a. Do you, do you and then you ask him, you ever see Little Shop of Horrors? And I say, yeah. You go. It's very similar to that. I got a kind of a feed me Seymour kind of situation going on. <laughs> I could try that. I mean, it's like there's there's like some truth there in terms of like finishing my degree, like the codependence, maybe. It feels like you want a real answer, and I think your real answer is probably that you're you could be just honest which is i'm a phd student in fucking plant biology i don't have time or mental space to find a partner right now i'm so much smarter than everyone that i know (laughs) that i'm focusing on my big ass brain yeah i'm not like i don't want to like wonder when's he gonna text me back right when i could go (laughs) hang out with a fern and have all of my needs satisfied god i love a fern (laughs) who doesn't love a fern my grandmother's name was fern really yeah what's your favorite plant um, I don't know if I have a favorite cause my favorite used to be daffodils. And then two weeks ago, I almost poisoned my cat with daffodils cause they're <laughs> very toxic. So I don't have a favorite right now. And okay. so you didn't complete the job, I guess. Yeah. You should tell them that. No. Say, oh, wait, could I feed our dog Pablo daffodils? Please stop trying to assassinate my dog. That, oh, that would be They're poisonous cool. to dogs, too, especially okay. lilies. Ooh. Lilies are even more poisonous. If anyone no. ever wants to send me flowers, send daffodils send to lilies, the house. A bouquet of lilies and daffodils, preferably ground into a poultice. <laughs> um, Amala, why uh, should we say goodbye or should we find out more about Amala? Um, oh. I think we have to move on. We have oh. other people who are trying Amala, to get a hold I want to know us. why Amala's having such a hard time. You're smart. You're, you know, attractive. I don't want, am I allowed to? uh, She's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Say it, Moshe. You're you're gorgeous, Amala. You're, uh, you're, you got a PhD coming. I feel like you're like a hot commod. Thank you. Well, I will just say this. I think that a lot of people have a misconception about how easy it is to find someone you have a connection with. Like it's actually hard. And I think people who do like celebrate that, but it's, it's not easy. It's. 
not that it's not easy, but it's not something that comes around every day. So I think that's the real answer. Here's what I just want to leave you with. Don't close yourself off. You know, like if I don't be afraid to go on a date, you know, right now, it doesn't mean you're going to be committed to somebody or do something. So because the more you don't do that, the the harder it's going to be to take that first step. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You don't want to start telling what telling yourself a narrative that this is who I, I got to wait till I move and then I can do it. Right. That's that's fair. You're right, though. It's not easy. It's actually kind of crazy that it ever works out for anyone. I mean, it is really uh, it feels like a, how do you mesh your life with somebody else? But, you know, you know, those old trees that have um, p- parasitic plants kind of growing into them and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, think of it that way, you know? Someday you could be that tree and you could have some <laughs> parasites sucking your life force. Wow. I have so much to look forward yeah. to. Isn't that a beautiful Or you thought? could just get worms and that's a parasite. That's Or herpes. And that, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, but we don't recommend it. Yeah. Well, if you, if you really, really want to do it, <clears throat> you know... You just, I, I think that you, you have to amp it up if you really do want to meet someone though. So you have to just put a little more energy into it. But you know what Nick's saying is also true. If something comes along, always be open. But when you are ready, you do have to kind of like maybe get on an app. And that's, that's what sucks about now is cause like by getting on an app, it's like, it makes it seem like you're looking when you're like not wanting to like stare at you know then you get like focused on that and you probably waste time too right yeah that's very much true and I have a lot of thoughts about I don't know I kind of feel like the apps have been broken since the pandemic I used to be on the apps law and I used to think they were great I don't know if something's what's or maybe new, what's just something here what are they what? What, what's the new vibe is just fuck boy shit or what I I really just feel like a lot of people are not on them anymore oh interesting. Um, I don't know what it is a lot of people I know like are are very intentional about being off of them and trying to meet someone in person. So they're kind of, it just feels like. See, Mosh, I told you. Maybe we are going into a into a, a Luddite, a neo-Luddite situation, anti-tech. You know, another problem I'm thinking you probably have, Amala, um, realizing it right now is your personality. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's that you're smart. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy for anybody to find a partner, but for really intelligent people, it becomes harder because it's a, sm- it just is a smaller pool. Maybe this is snobbish, but it's a smaller pool of people that you will find intellectually acceptable and stimulating. So give yourself a break. You know, it's like you've, you maybe exhausted the people in your, in your community that you could have had that connection with. And now you're going to move on and maybe you'll find, you know, you're out there yeah. fucking saving saving plant cells you know you don't need apps you don't need an app girl you don't need an app as long as you freeze your eggs by the time you're 37 then you can have kids when you're like 45 if you want so don't worry about it i have like a decade so that's great i would have said you had a a, a 12 years you know that's that's you're 27 i actually just turned 28 so i'm 28 so yeah. young. You think everything is young, Natasha. I just don't think. No, she, she needs thinks to I'm be... young. She's always like, "You're 35. Wow, what's <laughs> no, it like being a kid?" Again? 27. She's worried about getting married. Come on. She's not worried. Or she's her worried people about... around her are telling her she's that. Trying to, she's trying to pick these That's fleas off of her business. That's too young to be involved. Seriously, it's I the think. exact age that people start asking obnoxious questions. Actually, it's it, it is your age. Yeah. It's twenty seven, where all these family members, these especially it, like I don't know, Jews do it a lot, but it's just like they start getting in, going because it's this old world kind of mentality of like this is. The well, they time. were dead at forty one. Right. Tell them that. Say, oh, I'm going to live longer than you, so I have some time to wait. <laughs> That's the perfect one. There we go. Okay, well, good luck, Amala. 
Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for, and thank you for saving the plants or whatever it is that you do, killing them, whatever <laughs> whatever thing you're up to. Both. All right. Awesome. <laughs> good night. Bye. I thought that was a good therapy session. Yeah. 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 I know you guys were kind of anti-app. I, I I just feel like open, open to everything. I mean, I meet so many people on the road doing stand-up where I go, where did you guys meet? They're married and they go, oh, we met on Plenty of fish. We met on Tinder. We so you're met gonna on- like you're gonna like kick back and like read women's profiles and like watch you can their do music both. videos. Like, you have to be open to everything. I, I would never. Like. I will never ever go on an app. Have you never been on an app? No. But why? I've never even like watched somebody go through it. I one time did. Why I, would you not do it? Because I would. I never want to be sitting here hanging out with my friends, knowing that someone else in this city or anywhere is just swiping by me. <laughs> like that, I never like. It's the same reason I, I didn't get into stand up to be in a comp. Like I've never done a stand up competition because I got involved in stand up to do stand up, never to lose. Uh huh. So I'm not. I'm not like win. a human to be like turned down. Like I'm gonna. I'll put myself out there to be turned down. Oh, so the idea that is objectionable to you about apps is the idea that somebody wouldn't want you on them. Yeah, people are just like going by me. Like I'm getting turned down like a thousand times a day. But Why would cares? you be thinking they're, about they're that? Strangers. There's also people who like your 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 song comes on serious radio or your comedy and they skip it. I'm sure that happens to me every day. Yeah, but I don't no need No way, honey. I also <laughs> don't need I don't need an app. I don't need that. Okay. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Nick Thune doesn't have a problem getting some. So, so Nick, how, how I don't know. do you recommend? You're my friend. Do you think I need, should get on an app? No, actually, technically, I don't. I do not think you should get on an app. <laughs> but, but I, but I do think that if some, if if it was like, if you were in search of love, yeah, if you were in search of love and having a hard time finding the uh, a person that you felt connected with, I would say you should open yourself up to all avenues. I feel like something happens to people when they get to a certain age where they're they're. Um, ideas calcify and they go that's bad I'm this this is who I am and it's like but if who you are isn't working then you should open up all these other things whether they feel comfortable to you not you I mean yeah. I'm more speaking yeah. philosophically now um, I have a question Nick do you have any suggestions to our listeners um, how can you meet people in person it's a good question I mean just be six foot four and have impeccable fashion. <laughs> Grow your hair yeah. out and they'll come to you. <laughs> well, masks are off now. That's good for the hot people. Dude, I have, before you answer, last night I had this realization about masks because all these people were coming up to me at the show we did last night and they were saying hi to me and I was going like, hey, and I did not know who they were. It's made, masks have made the fake, I know who you are, like 10 times worse. Because now it's like I, I I'm not even and someone's like pushing a f- anybody yeah. who's wearing a mask I'll just pretend I know no ma- no matter what oh yeah yeah okay. I do have I have an answer to that though okay it's not about the exact way to walk up to somebody and meet somebody it's just about putting yourself in 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 opportune places yeah like where go to a, bars a friend's house a friend like oh so and so's having people over you go there and then you meet friends of friends they're already vetted by friends they brought them to a party. No, but what we're trying to figure out is what can people do who maybe aren't so cool that they're invited to parties? I'm cool and I'm not even invited to any parties. You're not? I guess a little bit, but nothing I want to go to. Well, there's your problem. Are you looking for a man? No, but I'm looking to like leave my home mm-hmm. without a mask on. It's so hard to not be creepy. And, and, and when you meet somebody to get to the point, like how do you get from 
not knowing somebody to do you ever want to hang out? <laughs> I just feel, it's very hard to get there in a non-creepy way. I, don't, I, I never felt that. Creepy? I always, I always felt that my... I don't think I'm you're creepy. creepy. Oh, but you're saying you have to make a move. You have to transition. You have into, to, there has to be a transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's a hard leap when you're connecting with it someone. It is hard. And then you're like, let's take this thing. Because you're a stranger. Right, right. And so also, like, we know that we're not creepy, but... Right. But the but then you is, don't want to pick someone up at the grocery store. Like the truth is, Nick, any guy that's thinking I don't want to be creepy is not the creepy guy. Creepy guys are never thinking, "Is this creepy?" That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think creepy guys are like, uh, "This is this creepy. is normal." Yeah, this is normal. <laughs> but you know, you have to meet people at places that are like public events. That you know, you don't want to just like be meeting people on the street. You know, I, that, well, I did store. that recently. You, you chatted someone, someone up on the street. I, on a walk. I was on a walk. Oh, man. And tell us about it. It was great. She's great. Oh, you're dating her? No. Oh. No. But I mean, we went on dates. Interesting. What did you do? But how do you? how did you... Transition. Yeah. Met hey, a, you like walking? Met her on like a walk, walk, realized mutual friends. Wait, what do you mean met her on a walk? Just... I was walking uh, on a walk. Okay, I'm at, the woman. I'm the woman. I was on a walk late night with my friend. Late night walk? Yeah. L- let me just say, women do love... And this is 100% of women... Women love being approached while they're on a dark path late at night. That is just 100%. That's the truth. So, okay. So you're with a friend and she's walking by. And uh, she was with somebody that my friend knew. Ah, there we go. And we started talking. Connected. All I got was her name. Mm -hmm. Was her first name. Mm -hmm. Followed her home. And then the next day went to our friend Andrew's house. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, her name was this. And there was something about her. I just really thought she was special. And he was like, wait, who's her friend? And he just went and looked at Instagram and found her account. And so I followed her, taking a that's, risk there. That's creepy. That's, a, <laughs> hey, that's nice and creepy. I followed her, but yeah. then she followed me back and she, and she DM'd me that just said, oh, hey. There you go. So that right there shows like. You are working the gram. Well, hey, that's uh, what, what other way was I going to get out right, of here? Right, Working right. the gram. Okay, I, I see what you guys are all about. All about. I'm not about good, anything. That I wasn't, I wasn't even, that's what Andrew was like. Oh, what's her first name? Let's search her out. I am not like all about Like mutual friends. I don't do, but I, and I'll be honest with you, Natasha, <laughs> the whole time we've been married, I've never once chatted up a woman that I met on a walk and followed her on Instagram <laughs> and gone on a few okay, dates with her. Okay, here's the moral of Nick's story, though. He was out. On a walk, you got to right. go out. I was out, and then you my friend it. knew somebody yes. that ver- like vetted right away. Okay, yeah. so we have someone else waiting. Can we t- can we call them because they're in another okay. country? Let's call Curtis in Who? Alberta, Canada. Curtis that's Edmonton a- in the house. That's a classic name, Curtis. Hey Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know what our little child enjoys? Looking freaking dope. You know what's difficult? What? Buying the clothes that make your kid look freaking dope. But not anymore, thanks to... Stitch Fix. That's right, Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is the effortless way to get clothes that fit your kid and price range with items starting at just $10. Basically, you go to their website and fill out a little questionnaire, and with your feedback and input, Stitch Fix learns about your kid's tastes and sends styles to suit their unique personality. Right, like we told them no writing on the shirts. I right. said that she liked black even though she doesn't because I want to dress her in black. <laughs> but now she they sent her some cute black stuff that she actually liked. That's the beauty 
of dressing your kid. They dress how you want them to dress. From toddlers to picky tweens, Stitch Fix Kids has growth spurts taken care of with sizes 2T to 18. So try today at stitchfix.com slash honeymoon and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your Stitch Fix box. They call it your kid's fix. That's stitchfix.com slash honeymoon for 25% off. And this stuff is not expensive. It was so cute. 25% 25% off when you keep everything in your kids' fix. Stitchfix.com slash honeymoon. It's a great way to shop for them. Curtis. Hey, Curtis. Hello. How are you? Oh, I got to say, I love that poster that you got up on your shelf there, Curtis. Uh, <laughs> this guy's got a limited edition Moshe Kasher tour poster. Love it. it. Is that from Hawaii? Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, cool. Curtis, Curtis. it's it's Natasha, Moshe, and our friend Nick Thune Honey, is joining us. you don't need to introduce me. Curtis is a fan. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> hey, Curtis. Your house looks like a Pinterest board. I mean, you look, it's so perfectly quaffed. Is this your you house? Have, you have an, it is, yeah, yeah. You have your own espresso machine? It's, I wouldn't call it mine, but yeah. Inter- Do you live in a WeWork? It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. I mean, it's cool. I'm not knocking it, but I, I'm curious. It's my wife's. Uh, you like? We've got like some uh, herbs here. No, she saw that on and, TikTok uh, and and did that to your only counter space. I know what's up. <laughs> it looks yeah, good. Yeah, it looks well, good. It's actually a, a toolbox. Yeah. No, oh, it looks it looks cool. A well, little a little nice. I don't know if it's the best use of the space. Hey, come plans. on. Hey, you back up. I can't I gotta say having a poster of me on a shelf is the best use of any space. That is yeah, true. Yeah, any space. Any yeah, space agreed. at all. Uh what's happening, Curtis? How can we help? So my question is about burning that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> nice. So you got some experience with that. Yeah. 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 I'm, so I'm, I want to go to Burning Man. I haven't been yet. But uh I'd say it's like top three. Uh, bucket list. What are the other two? Disneyland. See me again, obviously. No, I've been Disneyland. Probably, um, oh, man, I don't even know what the other two are. Bali's probably one. Ooh, I want to go to Bali. Oh, that sounds really yeah. good. Okay, okay. What yeah. do they have? I'm going to leave the third one open. I haven't said it yet. Okay, but, uh, threesome. Got it. What does okay. Bali have? Surfing, uh, Hinduism, and... Elephants. Be- beautifulness. Is it just, is it more beautiful than other places? I think so, right? It's just the only problem is that it's, it's warm far. and it's tropical. So far, right? It's definitely it's, more beautiful than it's here. It's by Australia. <laughs> than Alberta. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Burning Man. So I guess my main question revolves around the idea that uh well I until recently I couldn't find anybody to go with. Uh including uh, my wife. Right. Who really is against going. Why? How come? Um, I think, well, she thinks it's maybe we're a little bit too old for it. Uh, well, I can, mm-hmm. I can speak to that. How, how old are you? Yeah. I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm 44. Yeah. You're too old. You're good. Don't go. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I would say on, is your wife there? Cause you keep looking over there. Is she there listening to this? No. No. Okay. I would say you're pretty honestly median age. You're probably actually about the the average age of, at Burning Man, I, I would say it goes from like thirty three to like probably forty five is probably the the most common age at Burning Man. You could tell her that. Oh yeah, for sure. It's not a young person. Uh-huh. Like, it's not a super young Coachella. But what is age? I mean, that's that's just a cop out. I mean, yeah, she doesn't want to go. Yeah, right. Tell her it's okay just to say that. 
she, yeah, I don't know. It's just, she doesn't really seem all, all too into it. Like I'm, I'm super, you know, into it. The thing is, we were at, um, we were at a concert recently um, with uh, with some friends of ours, and a couple of them uh, made it clear that they'd be into going. So I'm thinking this is probably at some point going to happen. I guess my question is, is should, like, how much pressure should I put on her? to go if she's really not into it because Ooh, I feel like it's one of those experiences that's going to be just incredible. And this is a great, I'd rather have her there. This is a good question for Natasha, actually, not for me. What do you think? Um, I mean, I think you just kind of have to really think, is it just that you don't want to go alone and you can't find anyone else? Or do you, is this something you really want to experience with her? If it's something you really want to experience with her, you have to tell her that. Yeah. And then you have to tell her that. And if she's like, listen, I really don't want to go. And you can say, okay, well, then I might try to find someone else to go with. But just so you know, you're my first choice. So you could do that and then try to find somebody else to go with you. You know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But isn't it hard to get tickets, Moshe? Well, us, I don't is, think it's that easy to just. It is difficult. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I think. Do you think your your wife would uh, be an unpleasant person to go there with? Do you think she would ruin your good time? No, not at all. Uh, this is the thing, you know. We've been to so many, you know, concerts and events over the years, and I always have a, you know, a good time, you know, when she's there, as opposed to when she's not. I'm just, I saying, just feel like it's you know one of those. It's one of those um, experiences that's just so big. I just. I don't want her to miss out on it if I don't do it once. It also just says a lot that you want her to be there. A lot of people would be like, I want to, you don't want to go? Oh, bummer, but I'm cool. <laughs> you know, like the fact that you care shows like, you know, that's, you're going for good reasons. Yeah. And like I could go with some buddies, but, uh, you know, it's like the kind of the same thing. I've turned down, um, you know, trips to go to like Vegas and that kind of thing with, with you know, with the guys just because, you know, A, I'm not exactly sure. Not that I'm worried about how I'd behave if she wasn't there, because I'm pretty sure I could, you know, behave myself. But uh, if I don't know, it's just not the same thing. It's a different vibe. Yeah. I have I have an idea. I think if you can take care of every aspect of it and tell her that and say, listen, I really want you to come. If I just like take care of it all, we'll stay in a cool camp. There'll be like some vegetarian meals. We'll go for like four days. We'll stay here, you know. If you have the means to do that, you know, and not make it her situation. Are you kidding? Does he have the means? Look at that fucking wall behind him. He's got the means. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like, you know, and then if she's like, I well, what really was it don't. What that you don't like? Did you not like it? Not really. You didn't like it? No. That's Are you kind glad of the you went? I got from hearing you talk about it. Huh? Are you glad you went? Yes. She's glad she went. So the worst case scenario is that you'll get some, you know, wet blanket like Natasha in your life who, despite not loving it, but liked that she went. All these people I like loved it. They're mostly men, though. Uh, so here's what I think. I think you should you should put the pressure on her. Because you, you, you say you go to concerts. I was asking if she would ruin your good time because, like, if she was... Natasha had an open mind about it. And I, I respected the fact that it wasn't her thing. But I also really appreciated that she was down to try it. Three and times. She did go three times. And, like... I, I I had great memories, but I don't really necessarily want to go back. But if Moshe insists that we bring our child back when she's five, I will be going back with her. That doesn't count because that'll be more of a chaperone job. But if you're so if your wife and you go to concerts you all the take, time, you would take her. I wouldn't want to. But I if, would take her for sure. If Moshe doesn't, you know, relent, relent, 
then I have to come too. I want my kid to go for the exact same reason you want your wife to go. Like I to want to inhale a dust storm, <laughs> to be in an uninhabitable <laughs> dust bowl. I want to experience it through my kid's eyes and watch her with th- where there's drugs. Yeah, there's drugs everywhere. everywhere. There's drugs all and over the place. And loud music. I mean, there's it's not loud music. It's and a drugs? rave. It's not like a what, place for a toddler. What are you, Mike Huckabee? I mean, there's. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna give her drugs. I would be there and say, "Don't do them." It's dark. It's you know. It's, it's like dark. I'm just saying, it's like dark what you. Everywhere. Why do you want a toddler on the playa? <laughs> it gets dark here. Yeah, but I mean, how are you gonna go out every night and like? I'll tell you. Have what, your party time when the baby has like. Sorry, Curtis. Bedtime uh, at eight. We're dealing with our own. Is, it, is the nighttime the fun it? time or is the daytime the fun time? They're both fun. None of it's fun. Wait, did you like it or did you not? <laughs> I can't tell because you're in character whether you... No, I'm, of course I loved aspects of about it. It was really beautiful. I loved the idea of like reusing, you know, your little metal cup and, you know, we should all be doing that, you know, and you could just rinse it out and people would attach it, a little copper mug to their belt and then you don't use any plastic or paper and you just have your utensils and you bike around and you know it's nice and there's no commerce I guess and there's some bad music you can kind of listen to and you know okay. yeah, that makes me feel a little bit better the idea that you actually did have fun because you know it, of course and then I like volunteered asking, and the- I don't think that she would be a drag Right. No, I, I volunteered in the cafe with Moshe. I like, you yeah, know, you I, I had, I found yeah, what was fun. Awesome. I just feel like she'd miss out. I think, this is what I think, Curtis. I think you should go to your wife and you should say, this is like really important to me that you come with me. And at best case scenario, you'll have a surprisingly unbelievable good time and worst case scenario you'll see something interesting and you'll make me really happy and you'll be doing me a huge favor like that's best and worst case scenario both of those are pretty good scenarios and i think put the pressure on her because i think experiencing it with her with somebody that you love that much will be really meaningful for you and i i I have a feeling that if you guys go to a lot of concerts there's a lot of hype about burning man people hate I always, my brother and I have an inside joke that when people tell me they hate Burning Man, I always, I always ask the same thing. I go, oh, really? You went and you didn't like it? 99.9% of the time, and the 01.1% is Natasha. They're like, no, I've never been, but it seems lame, right? So there's a lot of like big noise about Burning Man being lame or being corporate or being like, like gross or whatever that is from people that haven't been. And I think anybody that would go would at least be intrigued. Even if they didn't like it, they would at least be like, this is interesting. I'm okay. glad I'm here. Nick, would you go to Burning Man? No. Why? I don't need it. Hmm. <laughs> it's, like an, it's like a dating app for Nick. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> See, that's the response I get from like a lot of people. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> Nick, I think you would fucking love it. I bet I would. You of all I people that I it. know. What, who needs anything? You need it. There's a lot of things I need. You I, need to bring your toddler to it. What, do you, what does it mean, need it? I don't even get that. I have a feeling that you're... I mean, there's things in my life that I feel are like Burning Man. Yeah, like what? Fishing, like on a vacation fishing. I do that. No, but like I would do that. Like I would like that. That to me is like something I I, would, I need in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
You take a lot of fishing vacations? You want to bring the level down, not like ramp it up. Right. Oh, that's fair, Curtis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Burning Man ramps it up. That's what you like. I want to bring the level down, too. I want to bring the level down and up. I want to have like all of the experiences in my life. And that is what I will say for Burning Man, is that it is the... It is the thing that I have done in my life where there are the most there is the most density of experience of anything I've ever done in my life. Like it's such a dense version of experience. Like there can be so many crazy aesthetic, emotional, uh, 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 um, uh, fun, sad, beauty, music, rave, drug, fire, everything happening at once, and I like that. I like so much going on. I like how much there is to do that. I've had enough festivals. You it's know? not like that. It's more than that. I'm sorry, Chris. I know. I'm not saying it. I'm, you're I'm, turning me into a real burner over here, Curtis. I don't know why I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm sure it's amazing. It's everyone. It's, I'm it's, not a. I'm not a hater. Yeah, yeah. No, I it's don't. more like a personality type. Like, no, 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 Natasha. It, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. What you're doing? So you're, you're saying that it's worth the effort to put it on, put the pressure on. Her. I think Curtis, you should put the pressure on her because it sounds to me like you want to have this like once in a lifetime experience, and you want to be by your partner while you do that, and like. I've gone to things with Natasha. Oh, and then promise her you'll take her to Bali next. Right, or whatever she wants to do. You should have the, your three favorite places together or something, maybe. Or want the la- Oh, you just said the third one's open. Yeah. So why don't you come to her and say, these are my three places. Um, Burning Man, Bali, and the third one I want us to pick together. A little negoti- But we're going to Burning Man first. A little negotiation makes sense. What? What? Is there something she wants to do that, you've, that you're like not that into? That I'm not that into? Uh... Or Not just really. she, or that she's, well, Bali was her issue. Oh, there you go. Like, you say, Bali was her idea. You say Bali, I'll give you Bali. We'll do Bali, and I'll I'll take care of that, and you give me Burning Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only difference being is that I'm totally empty with Bali. So yeah, well, still, I mean, it doesn't have you don't have to be upset about it. You got that's why right now you got to start <laughs> acting like you're not into it. Oh, sure, that's a great idea. Yeah. I, you know yeah, what I'm start saying things like that you read about Bali that aren't good, but I'll go. But <laughs> yeah, all right, Kurt, monkeys there. Would you go this year? No, I think it's too late for this year, but I'll probably try start planning on next. I got gotcha. you. Okay, when you do decide to go, here's my final advice: be careful not to get ripped off. It's so difficult to get a ticket that when people like make the tr- pull the trigger to go, they make a lot of very bad decisions about buying tickets because. The tickets get bought up in like an hour on the website. And so then people start like making choices that they wouldn't make in terms of buying the ticket. Just be careful. Moshe loves to Burning Man's plane. Well, I'm just saying read all you can uh, about how to get a ticket and make sure it's a legit ticket because I would hate to have your big bucket list moment with your wife finally agreeing to do it. You guys drive all the way there and then you give them the tickets and they were like printed at a Kinko's in Alberta or something like that. Just yeah, buy or beware. Okay. That's all I can say. That's good advice. Yes. All right. Well, good luck. Thanks, you guys. Put the pressure on. It's awesome. It's worth it. I'm going to bring Nick this year and my kid and not Natasha. Okay, I'll do it. I'll see you there, Nick. Okay. <laughs> see <Bye>. you, Curtis. <laughs> see you. Bye. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like nature. I don't need it. I don't... But Nate, it's not. I've, it's but you not, love nature too. It's not a. It's not a zero sum game. It's like you can do nature, you can go fishing, and then you can do this too. I feel like you would love it, actually, Nick. And now I want to bring Nick. He's already said he has no interest. In I know. Now I want to like. I didn't say I have no interest. I just said I don't need it. I don't need 
an event like that. <laughs> I think you think you're cooler than it. I don't think I'm cooler than it at all. I think I do. people that go are cooler than it. <laughs> Wait, you think you are or you think Nick is? I think I'm cooler than it. <laughs> uh, now I want to bring Nick. I just know you. You, I know, would love it. You know how I said you don't need apps? You, you do need Burning Man. Right. I don't think it's like, and also, Moshe, you always go sober, which is interesting. People are always confused by that. Yeah, you should try not. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. That yeah. would be. F- I mean, honestly, I, I would like to to do Burning Man with psychedelics. It feels like it would be a an enhanced, a, a, a supremely. Uh-oh. I've told you that before. I'm not going. I'm not going to. I don't have plans to do it this Maybe year. Maybe when you take our child. No, honey, not when I, we, I take your child. Your child. It's mine too. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think she would you love it co-owners. so much. We're codependent. Just because she would love it doesn't mean that you should take her there. I just don't subscribe to this idea that there's something inherently bad about a thing because it's countercultural or uh, off the. Would you take beaten. a? Do you, are, do you think a four-year-old belonged at Woodstock? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you not? I don't know. It just seems like everyone's on drugs, and people. When you're on drugs, Would you, you bring our, ch- our ch- you you lose. Uh, so you wouldn't bring our kid to like agency, it. and then the kids she, are just I'm not roaming around dr- a field. Talk- I'm not going to be on drugs. I don't do drugs. Have you ever seen like a a like you know like at festivals you see like a bro or you just see somebody that's like oh they're not part of what this vibe is they're here to be anarchy. Does that happen at Burning Man? To be to be anarchy, they're like here to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, not really. No, because the barrier to entry is so great that by the time you get in, m- most of the time the person that's there is there because they want to be there because mm-hmm. they had to drive a long time and struggle to get a ticket. And for and it's most an expensive ticket, for most it was kind of like summer camp in a way because you like had your job and the most. The most of that that I saw was with all the different like departments, you know, because they all know each other forever and they are kind of like running the place. And they're the most anarchy there. They would have anarchy, but the people are all like kind of welcoming themselves into this like special experience. And mostly you see that. I mean, there was like an older man who was kind of rich, who like talked really condescendingly to me when I was volunteering at the coffee shop. And I, you know, that was like, they just didn't really belong there. They were like 65 year old, like rich princes or something. You'll see that. I feel like that's the most common thing of like, what's this dude doing here is just a rich guy who Mm. got his hands on a ticket. But then, you know, the common adage about Burning Man is like the guy that you're looking at saying he doesn't belong. He doesn't look like he belongs here. He might've fucking been the architect that planned the city in the 80s like you just never you never quite know because it's not exactly it's become more and more like a type of thing that is uh has a uniform like every other scene mm-hmm. like a, how coachella is like everybody's got fairy wings or whatever it's become more like that but you just don't really know because it takes people takes all kinds kind of a thing i wish that'd be funny if somebody was as passionate about coachella as you are about burning <laughs> sure somebody is. i feel like somebody must be um, okay, Mosh, why don't, should we listen to some secrets or should we, is that, oh, was that too it, long? No, let's call it a motherfucking episode. Oh, okay. Nick, mm. do you have any upcoming stand-up dates that you would like to plug or promote? And I, would you take this dog home with you? Yeah, I mean, if the dog acted like this all the time, yeah. <laughs> I, I I do, but I can't think of him. Go to NickThune.com. <laughs> I don't, that, that, that's. Find Nick Thune online. Yeah, just look up, find me. Find him on the Instagram. Find me on Instagram. But, you know, you've got a great live show. People should come out and see you. I mean, yeah. one of the best. One of one, one of the, uh, he's just a nice guy. What can you do? 
And uh, what about us, Mosh? We don't have anything coming up, Natasha. We recovered from COVID and canceled I everything. I have a bunch of stuff in the summer. I'm going to be... Why am I doing this? Nobody's plugging dates, and I'm plugging dates that are like four months from now. But I am coming to the San Francisco area in August, and I'm coming to Portland in July, and I'm going to uh, Seattle, your old stomping grounds, in August as well. That last caller just wanted to talk to you. He and had your art in the background. He it. was like, "Hey, Mosh, uh, he what do you cool. think? Uh, what do you think's up with Burning Man?" I think he's cool. <laughs> that was kind of pandering mm-hmm. to you, though. No, but I respect. He didn't even it. have a question. He did. I was a little concerned about his his thing about Vegas. He said, he'd, "I don't know if I'd trust myself or something." <laughs> no, I think he said he did. He, uh, he seemed like a good guy. Uh, no, well, I mean he did. Yeah. Well, I guess this is it. All right, N- Natasha, Nick. I love you. Thanks for having me. I love you too. Love you guys. (laughs) Okay, there we go.